CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Today on Legally Us, we clarify what can really happen between Sheena Shea and Raquel Levis during the Vanderpump reunion. Plus, Tiger Woods fires back at his ex. Michael Lockwood files to represent his and Lisa Marie's twins in a trust battle. And Kyle Chrisley is arrested. We've got that plus so much more on today's Legally Us. Everyone, welcome to Legally Yes. I'm Christina. That's, of course, Nima Romani, president and CEO of West Coast Trial Lawyers and former federal prosecutor. Hi, Nima. How are you? Hi, Christina. How's it going? Good, good. A lot of people were talking last week after news broke that you were representing Sheena in her um, case against Raquel, who was granted a temporary restraining order. So I wanted to read some of those uh, comments. Atherton said this makes a mockery of restraining orders, which is sad for people who legitimately need one. Team Sheena on this. And uh, another person, Lauren, said this is exactly why Raquel filed to keep Sheena from releasing info, the actual truth. We all know that Sheena didn't punch her. So it seems like a lot of people are team Sheena in all of this. Well, we love the fans that are team Sheena. Obviously, I'm team Sheena. And that's absolutely right. I mean, our civil and criminal justice system is intended for victims of violence and, you know, domestic violence, people who are attacked, you know, not because... There is, you know, a disagreement between former best friends and, you know, an argument because one person disagrees about another one having an inappropriate relationship. So um, this is not how our system of justice should be used. Obviously, we disagree with Raquel filing this police report and this restraining order. And to the extent that we need to litigate it, we will litigate it and we will win. Definitely. Um, Since we're on the topic, let's just continue to talk about uh, Sheena and Raquel, because we spoke a little bit about it last week, but a lot of people still have questions about how this will affect the Vanderpump reunion, which is set to reportedly film next week. So there's this document that's been floating around on some of the Bravo blogs claiming that in the restraining order, document Raquel did not check the box under the personal conduct order that states contact the person either directly or indirectly in any way, including but not limited to in person, by telephone, in writing, by public or private mail, by inner office mail, by email, by text message, by fax or by other electronic means. So did she not check that box? And what does that even mean? Yeah, Raquel didn't check the box, but the judge still ordered Sheena not to contact Raquel. So it really doesn't matter what Raquel requested. She's requesting a restraining order. And the judge in this case 
did order Sheena to stay away from Raquel and not to contact Raquel. So that's the order that's currently on the books right now. And that's the order that's going to be in place on a temporary basis, at least until March 29th. That's the permanent restraining order hearing. So regardless of what Raquel requested, Sheena is a law abiding citizen and she's going to follow that order. Right. So are you, are you surprised that Bravo is not pushing this, um, this reunion till after this hearing? Now, Christina, this is where sort of the law and entertainment intersect. And you know, frankly, I don't know what Bravo is going to do. It would just be speculation on my part. But I do know that Sheena is going to obey that restraining order. She's going to stay 100 yards away from Raquel. She's not going to contact Raquel either directly or through an intermediary. So I don't know how that's going to affect the reunion, if the reunion um, is going to be pushed or it's going to happen in some other way. I think that's really a question for Bravo executives. Okay, so nobody has reached out saying that Sheena needs to be on Zoom or Raquel is going to be on Zoom, but maybe that would have to happen, right? Potentially. Again, no one's let me or Sheena know how the reunion is going to go down. Um, you know, obviously, I think Sheena would still like it to happen. But as far as the logistics, all I know is she fully intends to comply with the temporary restraining order until that permanent restraining order hearing, at which time she can be heard and hopefully um, she'll prevail, in which case this restraining order will go away entirely. Right. I mean, I don't think that this would happen. But what would happen if Raquel reached out to Sheena during all of this? Well, even if Raquel reaches out, I mean, if Sheena responds, I mean, that would be a violation of the order. So um, I would instruct, you know, Sheena not to communicate with Raquel, even if Raquel were to reach out. Definitely. How is Sheena feeling in all of this, you know, as we're just a couple of weeks away from her hearing? Well, needless to say, she's upset. They used to be friends. She viewed Raquel as a little sister, always took care of her, trusted her, brought her into her home. So the fact that she would you know, turn around and file this police report and seek this restraining order. I mean, she's really upset, but anyone that knows Sheena Shea knows that she's a fighter and she's not going to back down. And she fully intends to go forward and litigate this restraining order issue and show the court and the world what the truth is, if necessary. Definitely. I mean, do, does Sheena think that Tom and Raquel are still together? Are they going to show up to this reunion together? It's the million dollar question. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I think we all got to tune in to find out. I think so. The scandal that has taken over the world, right? <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's shift gears a little bit. And this is another topic that um, has gotten a lot of people talking, especially on Legally Us. A lot of people have opinions on this one. So Michael Lockwood has filed a new petition to become the guardian of his and Lisa Marie's Presley's twin daughters amid the Presley's family's will battle. So in his petition, he has asked to represent his 14-year-old daughter's interests in the ongoing estate case. So Priscilla filed to contest Lisa Marie's will, alleging that a 2016 amendment featured an invalid signature. She claimed that she and Lisa Marie's former business manager were original co-trustees before the late edition removed their names in favor of Riley and her late son, Benjamin. Priscilla, for her part, believes that the 2016 amendment was forged. And um, as Lisa Marie's will stands, Riley is the sole trustee of her mother's estate following Benjamin's death. And Riley, Harper and Finley are all listed as beneficiaries of the trust. So will Michael be granted this? And what exactly does this mean? Yeah, so much going on here. And we all know that Lisa Marie and Michael were involved in a custody dispute right. before Lisa Marie tragically passed. So Michael is going to be the guardian of the children and also going to be the guardian ad litem. Ad litem is a Latin term, means for the suit. So with respect to the probate matter, to the extent that the twins are beneficiaries of the trust, 
Michael will be their guardian. So he's going to ensure that they receive what they're entitled to under the terms of the trust. Got it. So what is the 14, what is the interest in this case since Riley is, so Riley is the sole trustee, correct? And will, once they come of age, does, does something else get uh, redistributed? How does that kind of work? Yeah. So whenever you're dealing with a trust, you have two types of people, two parties. You have the trustee. He or she is going to manage the money, manage the property, for the benefit of the beneficiaries. The beneficiaries, of course, are going to be Riley herself and her twin sisters. So, you know, on one hand, you have Priscilla who wants to be the trustee, but there's no question that the beneficiaries of the trust are Lisa Marie's children. And that's what this dispute is all about. And to the extent that the twins are beneficiaries right now and they do receive money, that money would be managed by the guardian ad litem mm-hmm. to the extent that it's received now. So that would be Michael. So th- th- there's a lot that's going on, but for uh, for all intents and purposes, to the extent that that amendment controls, Riley is going to manage the entire proceeds of the trust. Um, so it can be Graceland, it could be something else. I mean, everything that really Lisa Marie owned for the benefit for the benefit of herself and her sisters. Yeah. So there were some reports going around that Michael and Priscilla are reportedly very close. Could that and Lisa Marie and Michael, like you were saying before, had a really contentious relationship. They were going through a custody battle. So since Michael and Priscilla are close, could that harm Riley's case if they team up against her? Or is that not really, um, would that not really? Well, uh, well, well, it's certainly a possibility, right? The beneficiaries may always have a claim against the trustee for mismanaging the trust. So, you know, the way it's supposed to work is Riley's supposed to manage everything for the benefit of all the beneficiaries. And if the beneficiaries disagree with how the trustee is managing things, well, we could have a dispute. Well, in this case, the beneficiaries are too young. The twins are too young to file any claim on their own. So Michael would step in and file a claim on their behalf. Got it. And there are some reports and they were denied, but that Riley changed the locks at Graceland, kind of kicked Priscilla out. If she wanted to do that, could she? She could as a trustee, if she determines that that action is for the in the best interest of the beneficiary, she absolutely can. I mean, let's not forget Priscilla is an ex-wife. She's not a trustee. She's not a beneficiary. As things currently stand, she really has no legal claim to any of Lisa Marie's property. Interesting. And so the court date is scheduled for next month. What exactly do you foresee being resolved in all of this? Where do you kind of see this ending? So this is a will contest or a trust dispute. Obviously, Priscilla is going to try to contest that 2016 amendment. She's going to say that, you know, the change in the trust was invalid. Um, really, what, what you need is a signature and two witnesses. Generally speaking, uh, you don't need notarization. I don't know why she's arguing that, but she's going to say that this was invalid. It was improper. And if the amendment is improper, then the original sort of trust under which Lisa Marie uh put uh, Priscilla, her mother, as trustee would control. So that's what I expect to see at the next hearing. Interesting. All right. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, speaking of other messy situations, we got to talk about Tiger Woods. He called out his ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman, for invoking the Speak Out Act amid their messy battle over a non-disclosure agreement. So according to his filing, he said that uh, her claims are utterly meritless. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. And then it was an attempt to nullify the former couple's NDA, which was signed at the beginning of their relationship, which was back in 2017. So he pointed out the discrepancy in his paperwork, saying that she is a jilted ex-girlfriend, slams her reference to the Speak Out uh, Speak Out Act. And as we know, she previously sued him and his Jupiter Island, um, um, his trust in, tw- in October of 2022 for allegedly kicking her out of their shared home in Florida. She argued that her now ex violated Florida's residential landlord tenant act, claiming that she was in a oral Tennessee agreement um, that allowed her to live on the property for up to 11 years. She had only been there for six. She is seeking $30 million in, in damages, saying that he used trickery to get her out of there. So after reading Tiger's response, who do you think is right? Who do you think is wrong in this situation? Hey, Christian, after reading through everything, I think that Tiger might be right legally, but I mean, the way he handled this was poor. So, you know, there's what you can do and what you should do. So there's really two separate cases or lawsuits kind of going on here. The first is Erica trying to get that NDA invalidated. So interestingly, none of the claims that she's raised so far relate to sexual assault or sexual harassment. We know, of course, that she met him when she was an employee. They were in this relationship for many years, but You know, these NDAs, especially when you're dealing with celebrities, have some pretty stiff penalties in terms of monetary payments that have to be made. So we don't know if Erica's trying to get that NDA invalidated so she can make an allegation or accusation publicly. Mm -hmm. You know, even if there's an NDA, usually that doesn't prohibit you from filing a lawsuit. Most accusations and claims uh, in litigation are are protected under the litigation privilege. So it's still too early to tell what, if any, Erica's lawyers are going to do with the Speak Out Act. Now, we do know about the second case, and that's the basically the landlord-tenant case, saying that Tiger uh, allegedly promised Erica that she could stay in the home and that there's this oral agreement. So that's really the only sort of accusation or allegation that's been filed so far. So it's going to be interesting to see if that goes anywhere. Definitely. So what exactly is the Residential Landlord-Tenant Act? And like, is he in violation of this since they were together and it seemed like it was just an oral agreement? So how can she actually prove this? Yeah, it's essentially what it would be under any state's law where, you know, if you have a lease, your landlord can't kick you out. And that's what Erica's alleging here, that she had this 11-year lease and she had all these years of term on the lease. Now, the challenge she's going to have, and we've seen it before with these oral agreements, right? Brad Pitt and Angelina. Oral agreements, even though they're valid, they are tough to enforce. And there's also another issue here, something called the statute of frauds. And I'm not saying that anything's fraudulent, but generally speaking, any property interest of more than a year has to be in writing, can't be oral. So Erica has a tough sort of legal hurdle clear if she's going to prove this multi-year 
oral lease agreement. Right. So it seems like, was she like paying rent to stay there? Is that what she's kind of arguing? Well, she's saying that she's providing services around the house and okay. you know, that, that, that that was her part of the bargain. And in return, Tiger said she could stay there. And of course, Tiger's going to say, well, no, we're in a relationship. We're living together while we're dating. And now, we're, now that we're not, you can no longer live there. Um, I think what happened, you know, that really sort of lit a fire under all this is sort of Erica's argument that she was tricked into going on this vacation. She packs her bags. And when she gets to the airport, she's told that, hey, you've been kicked out. We're changing the locks. And that's really what upset her and maybe what sort of prompted all this litigation. Right. So she is seeking 30 million in this. Do you think she'll get it? I don't think so. Um, you know, again, you have your proof issues with respect to the oral lease and 30 million is a lot of damages and, and Erica can ask for whatever she wants, but I can't see a jury giving someone that type of money when we're dealing with a breakup. Right. Yeah, seriously. All right. Well, moving on to Kyle Chrisley, as we know, the fa- his family, his mom or his stepmom, excuse me, and his father are both in prison, but now he has been arrested. So a representative for Tennessee's Rutherford County Jail told us that he was booked for felony aggravated assault on March 13th. He was released after posting a $3,000 bond, but it gets pretty dark. So um, his boss said that Kyle uh, assaulted him by striking him multiple times in the face and upper body. The victim stated that the defendant also displayed a fixed blade knife and threatened to kill and stab him. Um, the uh, police in the police report, it said that they observed injuries to the victim's head, neck and hand to include bruises, bruises and lacerations. Um, witnesses were also on the scene. Um, he has long had some mental health and substance abuse issues. He has a 10 year old daughter who, um, was living with Todd and jewelry, Julie, and he lost custody of her after, um, his addiction and his 2013 arrest, which he, he was charged for assault. His half sister Savannah now has custody of, um, of his daughter. So if convicted for this, how much prison time could he face for felony aggravated assault? No, this is very serious in Tennessee. You're looking at a minimum of three years, potentially a max of 15. So this is a very serious offense. This is not simple assault, this is a misdemeanor, or even a low-level felony. This is something that law enforcement or prosecutors take very seriously. Yeah. So what exactly is felony aggravated assault? Is that the worst type of assault that you can be um, uh, charged with? Yeah, it's bad. You know, it's it requires something more. And that something more is inflicting serious bodily injury, which may have happened here. Use of a deadly weapon and, of course, brandishing a knife qualifies, you know, making those criminal threats, threats to kill someone or criminal history. And unfortunately, we know Kyle has some pretty significant criminal history here. What's the difference between felony aggravated assault and attempted murder then? Because if he has a knife and he has a weapon, how do they kind of differentiate the two? Yeah. So attempted murder, it requires the intent to kill or inflict serious bodily harm. So you certainly can um, charge attempted murder if, for instance, there's a stabbing or something to that effect. So that would be the next level up in terms of potential charges that can be filed. You're saying so if he were tried to try to get custody back of his daughter after all this, he probably wouldn't stand a chance at this point. Probably not. I mean, this is someone that's likely going to do some prison time. I mean, he's already lost custody, you know, because not only you're dealing with violence issues, you have substance abuse issues, there may be mental health issues. There's a lot going on. So I wouldn't expect a judge to give Kyle custody back, unfortunately. Right. Well, speaking of the daughter, she is now in uh, custody with uh, Savannah, who is um, taken over custody as well as the, her teen brother, Grayson, since her parents were sentenced to prison, prison. So before her parents went to jail, what type of steps maybe did Savannah have to take to become the legal guard? of Chloe and her uh, brother. 
Yeah, so Savannah uh, would have to go to a judge and ask for custody. And really, when, when a judge makes that determination, he or she looks at the best interest of the child. So usually, um, judges like to place minor children with a family member, an aunt like Savannah. So that's what happened here, especially when there's so many legal problems with other folks in the family. All right. A lot of, lot of legal news to get to this week. Nima, thank you so much for breaking it all down, as always. Thanks, Christina. Great being on, and I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Everybody keep commenting, keep subscribing. We'd love to see what you guys have to say. And like Nima said, we'll see you next week.